You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Standing in Two Worlds with Dr. Sam Juni from Yerushalayim Irakodesh. Sam, it's been a while, but Purim is, is fast upon us. Um, despite really everything that's going on in, in, the, in the world internationally, and especially how much we know about all these horrible details that are happening, um, I want to really focus you and myself as well in a conversation um, about the Megillah, the, the, uh, the, the book that's part of our canon, which is the most story-like in many ways, uh, the least preachy, um, the, as we've already talked, you know, where God's presence is, is really not my point. My point is, l- let's do a little bit of analysis on some of the personalities here, um, because you know, that's what the story demands. And my conversation with you, I think, demands that, uh, because you know, that's part of, the, of, of what our relationship on this podcast is. You remember a couple a year ago or so, we did, uh, we put uh, Yosef on the couch and we put Paro on the couch. Uh, let's start with Haman, who I think is really, despite the fact that this is Esther's story and she seems to grow the most, the, the, the character with the most internal dialogue and seemingly, you know, the, the, the one I think that you're most um, uh, uh, connected to or drawn to is Haman. And so, so let's talk with. Uh, I want to start with the pasuk in Parak Hay, um, which is sort of connected to a pasuk in, in, in Parak Gimel as well. But let's start with Parak Hay. Maybe work backwards. Um, we already know that uh, uh, that Haman has decided he's going to, and we'll talk about that in a minute, Sam. Why he, you know, he sort of displaces his anger for Haman from Mordechai on the whole Jewish people. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to get to a pasuk which is so startling, so stark. Um, you know, basically, let's set the scene. Um, Haman is in the greatest state of mind that you could ask. Um, the pasuk says uh, in Perak Hay, "Vayetzei Haman bayomahu sameach v'tov lev." Right, here's Haman happy. Right, sameach v'tov lev. We all wish we could be that way. Right. Happy to play, right? A, a real sense of satisfaction. Things are going my way. Perfect. And then he sees Mordechai Bashar Amelech, and Mordechai, statue like, doesn't move at all, doesn't react uh, to him whatsoever, right? Mordechai doesn't react. Uh, and we have a Pusik that repeats itself, and, and you can talk about this because. You know, when people get angry, you know, you see little kids holding their breath. Haman sort of gets filled with heat and anger, right? Directed towards this person. I'm filled with chema on him, but Haman controls himself and he goes home. Uh, he, he sort of like in a way, like he, he needs uh, his security blankets of, of the people he loves the people that uh, are part of his his life um, and he tells them about uh, the his of course which they know about and he, he recounts Sam 
everything that has occurred in this incredible story, how unprecedentedly he is above every single other one of those uh, large number of, 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 of officers, uh, lieutenants, uh, whatever positions we would call them. And he says, and I have this special connection to, to Ahasuerosh and Esther, uh, because here I am, the only guest, and that was today, and tomorrow too, I'm, I'm the only guest. And then he says this statement, none of this is really worth it to me. None of this is equal to me when I see Mordechai sitting there in the Shar HaMelech. And of course, this is when they sort of like the, the pendulum tips at this point. I don't know if it's a pendulum or the scale tips at this point. And the advice that he receives is go ahead and you know what? Let's get Mordecai finished off now. Um, and uh, you know, make the eights, hang Mordecai on it. And this way, it'll take away that, 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 that terrible feeling you have. And You'll be able to really appreciate that bishta. You'll have it be besimcha. Okay. So Sam, without getting into what was happening beforehand, what does this sound like to you, this this man, the way he's describing his feelings? All right. This is a lot to chew on. And uh, obviously these characters have more color than just what's presented here, but I'm going to try to focus in just on the events here. Um, So the way I see it is he starts off with, um, he's already, okay, so he sees Mordechai, Mordechai is dissing him, and he wants, he's angry at Mordechai, but um, it seems like Part of the theme with Mordechai is that he's part of a bigger nation, part of the Yehudim, and that's the reason why Mordechai is not kowtowing to him, to Haman. And Haman, it says, it's, it's beneath him to retaliate just against Mordechai. So he decides he's going to make this a grand scheme and say, okay, I'm after an entire nation, and then he comes up with this notion, and maybe really had it, this is a nation of scoundrels, and because I guess Yehudim was, looks like it was a, um, it was a put-down, Yehudim who are basically scoundrels who don't contribute to society or whatever, he's going to get rid of all of them. Okay. That's the, 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 the initial impact then is that he concocts the scheme, he gets it all approved, right? And then he sees Mordechai again, and he gets angry. Okay, he's already been angry. It's, he's still annoyed. And then it says he holds himself back. And I'm not really sure why. Maybe because he feels that um, just going after Mordechai alone will not pack the punch as going after all the Jews. But he, he still has it in his mind to go after But But, but, but Sam, this Fiasapak was after there already had been uh, the official decree. decree. Yes, so yes, yes, if yes, he, yes. If he is able to just hold himself in check for 11 months, Mordechai right. will definitely get his. Right, if right. If, right. See, machination... if I were Haman, if I had a character disorder just like Haman, I would say, so what? Let me get Mordechai now. He's going to be like, you know, 
a special prize before I get to the rest. And in fact, that's what the um, uh, Zeresh and, and the other um, advisors advise him to do, and it goes along with it. So I don't really get what the idea is and why he holds himself back, only to be convinced by them, don't hold yourself back. Okay. I don't understand right, that so, logic. So, so, uh, only uh, because uh, like, maybe he feels he would get a much bigger charge if Mordechai and his entire cohort go, goes down at the same time, I'm not really sure. It'll be like a bigger fireworks rather than just drawing out the fireworks slowly. And also we have to understand that basically, at least before this uh, event with Mordechai happened, Haman did not have an idea to weed out all these, this fifth column from society. So he really didn't get much of a charge of just knocking over the Jews. That would, okay. The charge would only be there because Mordechai too, you and your Jews, it's almost like getting after the Jews is a diss to Mordechai. Maybe this is the understanding that if he just gets rid of Mordechai now, he will never do to Mordechai what he wants to do is show him, hey, I'm getting you and your wife and your dog and your cousins and your brothers and your rabbis together. So he really is taking the punch away from him. So he's holding back so he can really suck it in the face to Mordechai. When he does it, uh, okay. I, 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 somehow I, I, Zeresh advises him to let go of that big charge. Okay, right. But but I think she does more than it's not just hey, kill him now. It's kill him in this unique fashion. In other words, when 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 in, in Parakeh, where he encounters Mordechai, and Mordechai, you know, statue like doesn't move. Um, what what he could do, of course is um, have him killed summarily, but not in this grandiose fashion that Zeresh uh, suggests. This this tree, right? This, this why, incredible... why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they do that? Because I don't um, believe, Shmilu, uh, and I talked about this uh, on another platform. Well, I'm sorry, let me just add, it seems like he needed to have Achishver's authorization to hang someone on the tree. Maybe that's only done for people who did something against Achishver. Especially a tree of that size. It's one thing to put someone to death, um, you know, because uh, there's a direct command, a direct order. I've got the, remember, Haman has got the ring of the king. Right. Clearly, you know, you would assume a plebeian who somehow insults or does something can be put to death. It doesn't have to go, need the Supreme Court or Achashverosh to put his stamp on it. But I think the idea of killing him in this, in this, in this fashion where it is higher than anybody else gets killed, right? Nobody else gets placed a hundred feet into the air, um, right. and 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 to die from exposure terribly like that. They're probably I don't think Bigs of the Teresh were put on trees, right? Bigs of the Teresh, you know, they they however they got rid of them, they, their heads were chopped off, whatever it was. Um, this is a a a, a particularly um, gruesome and unusual mm-hmm. way uh, to do it, and maybe you know somehow. Not only because it's gruesome, because somehow it's a a national, uh, it's like a national affront, and that's the reason why we're putting you up there. Could be that could satisfy, you know, Haman at this point, right? Because he, right? because if you say by Yisapak Haman that Haman controls himself, controls himself from, you know, having his guards, uh, you know, you know, assassinate or kill Mordechai right there. The way he will be killed is a way that is definitely more, um, as I said, ostentatious. It, it, it sends a message, and somehow it's, it, it, it satisfies what Haman wants. 
See, but, if I have Haman on the couch, I would ask him, look, so now after you get him hung, are you still intent on getting rid of all of these Jews? Not that he can back out because there was what he signed, but is there still any sense in doing this? I would have asked him, mean, he's not here, but I would have asked him, are you still intent on this? Because as far as I'm concerned, once this was over, he had no reason to pursue the Jews anymore and to cost himself 10,000 uh, silver coins, whatever it was. You know, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, well, that's a good question. Can I ask a question to you before, though? Is it, is it, do you see in your practice someone saying, I've got all this good, 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 good stuff. None of it means anything because of this, right? Well, let's think of it from a narcissistic point of view. There are two aspects to narcissism. There is one which is getting adoration, and the other is not getting dissed. Sometimes one piece of this can um, overshadow all the positive adoration you're getting. And usually people who become narcissistic don't do it so much because they need the adoration. The only reason they need the adoration is to negate the nagging feeling they have that they are worthy of being dissed. I hope hope I'm not being too um, technical over here. So in other words, being dissed is the, the motif of people who try to aggrandize themselves. It's not getting the positive um, glory. It's making sure that you don't get this. So this basically gets to the corner because it really means that from a, a shall we say, a, a, motiva- a dynamic motivation, this is the whole reason I need to be aggrandized, to make sure nobody steps on me. And this guy is stepping on me. So what do I get out of the aggrandizement? If you so get the this logic. This is really there, not so. So you know, we're, we're used to painting a Amalek in, in very lurid distinct colors like a, a certain sort of um you know a, a sort of like a, a egregious ugly sort of evil what you're telling me now and telling us is that many people uh suffer from this same sort of uh ailment where uh, and, and i think i've seen it by the way sam in in, in in other journals where they have noted that in people's minds the insult that they that that c- carries much more in their memory and in their uh, uh, mentally than all the p- positive praises sure. that they receive and that's and, the folk hitler has precisely this folklore about having been put down by a certain jew and that's why in the madrashim they have this idea that haman had it from mordechai because he was humiliated by mordechai so in some previous life as, as so we we, sure. we have seen this uh, brain science and, and 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 studies have shown that we react and hold more in our memories that insult and hurt than than the praise and compliments that we're getting and, and that somehow touches deeper and we and and right and, and so that's not so how many that's sort of a lot of humans Many humans are in the same boat, right? But would they say? Sure. Let let, let me just expand on that a little bit. There's a misconception that the um, uh, from people who do not read German that the um, the basic principle of life in Freudian theory is the pleasure principle. It's not correct. The real translation is on pain. In other words, what we are trying to do to keep our ego together is to make sure we don't get slights and don't get hurts. The pleasure is just a, um, almost a, 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 a negative 
of getting hurt, but the hurt is what we're trying to avoid. So by the same token, somebody who's driven, let's say, to, uh, to have this megalomaniac um, kind of style of grand, I don't do anything little, I don't get rid of one person, I get rid of a whole nation, that's not driven by the um, uh, uh, um, striving for glory and positivity, just striving for not having the negativity. So that's really a principle in all of our motivations. We never go for things that are good. We go for things that ensure that we don't have bad. It's, uh, yeah, right, I but, mean, but, but, some but, of that but, exists in some of the Muslim farmers as well, as Heather Ara versus going for Tov. Right, yeah. But, but you got to admit, Sam, even though many of us are like Haman in that way, that we we guard and remember the insult much more than the praise and it, it nags us, us more the lack of respect than than the than the positive feedback that we get you know even though it was like from one critic but to actually be so blatant about it and say right like 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 when i weigh them i say that other thing is zero Right, Kozeder, like all this, it isn't just that. Oh, I, I don't know why I feel the hurt more than the positive praise. All that positive stuff, when I'm in that hurt place, disappears completely. I think, yeah, that- because it obviously is not a good insulator. Look, it's leaking through. What do I get out of all of this if the dissing is leaking through? Okay, I don't want to repeat myself. So yes, I hear, but I'm saying that I think is a very uh, something that I think needs to be seen, and maybe you know we can you know figure out how not to be that way. In terms of your question, though, your yeah, good question. luck. Good luck with that, Rabbi. Good uh, luck. Okay, but your shot question is okay. If you know, if he, you know, why does he need to continue uh, this this master plan, which is going to? Take- I think it's out of his hands, frankly. I mean, the, the Megillah says that something that was signed that's out of your hands. So you right. finished. Okay. So, but but again, and, but maybe had he hung him, maybe he would have come up with something. I don't know. Okay, but but, but Sam, the monstrousness of 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 complete genocidal elimination, which I think we are probably on good historical ground saying was unique. We know that this was a barbaric time. We know that wars were were ugly and terrible. But the idea to zero in on a basically, you know, solid citizenry and discover them wherever they might be and eliminate them, although we are so used to it with, with, with Hitler's plans, I would assume it was somewhat of a historical anomaly what uh, what, uh, what Haman suggests, right? And I think that's... Well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like that because it sounds like Haman says these are not solid citizens. They're right, I know. Citizens. No, 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 no. I understand. Haman needs to create the canard about them, the the screed, the lie that they are undermining. Uh, No, but I I think also he's generalizing. If if there is a, I don't know if it was a decree, but it's if all the servants of the king are bowing down to Haman and he is, and this guy is not, so that implies that they don't do the commandments of the king. The king, it doesn't say anyway, the king commanded everybody. To, to bow down, but like maybe it's implicit. You know, you're honored by the king. You're given that high status. We expect everybody to bow down. So his idea is, look, these guys don't keep laws. And look at their paragon. Mordechai, who's one of them, he doesn't keep the laws either. So I'm not sure it was so far-fetched, 
I mean, it's gruesome, definitely, if you happen to be one of this Mordechai's nation, uh, people, which I am, it sounds gruesome, but from their perspective, you know, he just showed that this guy is a scoundrel, and he is, and the guy is saying, I'm a scoundrel only because I'm part of this entire cabal of scoundrels, so then let them have it. I, I understand him. Well, I, I'm used to understanding people who are basically uh, major character disorders, but I get his reasoning. I understand him. Uh, so, so, in other words, it isn't just like like uh, uh, up until now you could have interpreted this as what I really want is Mordechai dead, but that does that seems petty on my part. So, what I'm going to do is kill the whole, uh, eliminate everyone who is part of Mordechai's cabal, Mordechai's people. But because at least I get maybe presumably none of them would bow down to Haman if they would get to be sitting next to, next to the king. And maybe not. Maybe all of them would be the same. Get rid of Haman, the next guy won't do it. And that's that, 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 doesn't, that, doesn't that sound weird? That you, you take one, and it sounds so xenophobic and so non-logical. Oh, look, we, in that's, fact, called race, that's called racism in Yiddish. Yes, right? yes. That's what I mean. To assume, Sam, that Mordechai represents all of them. Even though Mordechai, you know, again, even from from our perspective, we know that Mordechai was different. Uh, in fact, the rabbis, and again, this is not a rabbinical discussion per se, the rabbis actually question as to why Mordechai puts himself in this position. He could mm-hmm. just, he could have taken a sick day. He could have said, you know what, I've got some issues uh, with the Sanhedrin that I have to deal with. I won't be showing up. Somehow, make sure not to show like the same way when we have a coworker that we are in a little bit of a uh, a bad situation and we make sure not to be at the coffee uh at the coffee carafe when everybody else is there at the fa- at the water fountain yeah. yes mordecai could have really avoided a lot of that open um chutzpah towards haman but he doesn't in fact he's sort of like uh, encourages it by he looks he look he looks for it maybe yeah right like like realizing that okay but, and, but just and, in all fairness let's just remember that he was there because he was really um um scared or anxious about Esther so I understand why he was there okay he, but he was, yeah. okay but Haman is not necessarily floating around you know like a manager of a grocery store walking around everywhere Haman probably has his place Mordecai seems to position himself in a way that that engagement will occur and Mordecai will not bow down. That seems to be, again, from the way the verses indicate, because... Well, that that indicates that Mordecai was an in-your-face kind of guy, too. Yes, he was. Which, Which means that I would assume Others, other Jews wouldn't be that way. And for Haman to racistly assume that this sort of arrogance is really reflective of every single one of them, and therefore we're going to have this very expensive campaign, which is going to cost lives as well, to, to, to assume that, you know, that there isn't going to be any self-defense, to assume that this is just going to be a, you know, we're going to press buttons or like some sort of science fiction laser beam is going to come and eliminate them. This isn't going to be easy, right? right. So, so it really does sound like a sicko, doesn't it? I oh, mean, no, no, no. I am not saying that Haman was not a narcissist. He liked to do things Grand fashion, just like Ahasuerus did things in grand fashion. There's no question. But I'm just saying, from the pathological perspective, I understand him. 
I would have no problem talking to him at his level. I got his number. Right, 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 right. Even to the again. So while he has, uh, you know, uh, generated this monstrous plan, that's going into, like I said, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be all encompassing, and it's all to satisfy this little tiny childish, you know, uh, sense of the hurt, the slight boy. Right. <laughs> but it, but it's dressed up in a way of him doing something great for Achashverosh and for Persia. And he's going to get, you know, bennies from this. Look what he did. He cleaned the place. He made it all, you know, an Aryan or Persian society. And now it's going to hum along so well. Everybody's going to listen. Even though the the motivator behind it, you know, this was something that he dressed up. And this, I think, really speaks, Sam, to when you have patients who are able to to build a, a structure which sounds so perfect, but behind it, you can just, you know, push away the curtains and discover what's really there is a scared, insulted little boy who's That's mad right. on the playground. And look what he was able to construct. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Sure. Which. There uh, are no grandiose people. There's only scared kids dressed up like grownups. And, and yet, look look at the ramifications of those actions. I mean, we you know, we uh, and, and it really is quite a, a a message. Look, let's talk about something else here. Uh, when we talk about you know Haman's, you know, he's the character, Sam. And I point this out to others that we get to see his his inner mind. We we hear that he's happy. We know what he's thinking in his heart, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, to the point that the rabbi says, like you have an analyst notes. That you got you got access to. Sure. Yeah, in, in fact, the rabbis say, "How do we know that this book was really divinely inspired?" Because they say, well, how else could they know what this man was thinking, right? Like, you no, know, he's the character who. He could have asked me; I would have told him. It's obvious, yeah. <laughs> okay. right? Right. Um, but let, let's talk about another moment uh, in, in our uh, patient, right? The moment when he is a um, um, party. And uh, Esther takes center stage, and Esther calls him out, right? Um, mm-hmm. Again, and you know, as as again, uh, the king asks her, "Who is the uh, the person who has who has as if he doesn't know who is this person who has uh, uh, created this, this 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 attack against you and your people?" Um, and and she says, "It is it is this Ish Tsarva Oyev." It is this real evil man, this this plotter, uh, this Haman Harahaze. Um, and we have the, the Megillah writes that Haman was so surprised. Nivas, right? Haman, Haman is, is surprised in shock. Flabbergasted. Um, flabbergasted, yes, Nivas. Um, and the king is upset. Uh, Haman gets up and he figures, look, maybe Esther can give me a pardon here. Right? Because he saw, again, going into Haman's mind, that things have turned bad very, very quickly here, and I might be on the chopping block, well, or, or I might be somewhere in a bad place soon. The king comes back in, um, now, whether Haman is pushed on the bed or Haman's on the bed, you know, again, remember, they are they're all sitting on these couches uh, in, like in grand style. And um, the king then says, 
you know, what are you trying to do? Hagam imi are you trying to somehow um, have a liaison now? Are you trying to really grab her? Lichvosh, you know, Sam means to sort of like basically control, conquer. Acquire, um, acquire, yeah. Well, it, m- much more than just regular acquiring. It's almost like, you know, you're going gotcha. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, at that point, um, when that when those words come out from Ahasuerus, you know, whether he's inebriated or not, it seems like Haman's face gets covered, um, whether others cover it or not. But it sounds like you know he's a he's a walking dead man. So let me just th- throw in some inquiries that I would present to Achashverosh and to Haman at this stage. Okay, um, the idea you're going to go and like like force or rape the, the, this queen with me in the house would follow along the lines that he deliberately was trying to kill her. So first he tried, like the accusation that, that, um, that um, Esther has is that, look at this guy, he was trying to kill me and kill my family. And the rational thing for anybody, including Haman Achashverosh, to say, well, he had no idea this was you, right? He was trying to kill the, the family or the, the nation of this rebellious scoundrel sitting out there who's messing around with things. Um, so the idea he was trying to get me almost sounds like Esther is saying this was his way of trying to get after me. That's what gets Achashverosh angry because if Achashverosh were not a blithering idiot, which is the way some of the um, the uh, the um, legends try to p- p- portray him, the idea is Achashverosh should have said, "Wait, I'm sure he wasn't trying to get after you. That's not at all." And now, what do we do about this? We got a dilemma here because it's already been signed, and I'm held by these crazy patent place uh, rituals that I can't rescind it. So the idea of he's falling on the bed and, and Achashverosh is accusing him sounds like he's laying credence to the fact, I get your number. You're trying to mess around with her <laughs> just like you were trying to mess around with her before. So this thing is kind of odd. I also, by the way, I would ask Achashverosh, if somebody wants to kill your queen, you get up from the meal in anger? If somebody tried to kill one of my kids or my spouse, I wouldn't get up in anger. I wouldn't get up okay, in anger. So, so Especially that, so, when I have all the, the servants with their spears hanging out, have nothing to do looking for somebody to kill for the day to say, this guy's a bad guy. I am sick of him, boys. Right? Oh, oh, he doesn't okay. do that. So, so maybe he was kind of being rash. And I don't even know what he was angry about. Maybe he was angry for for um, Haman not to doing his research to find out is there some way this can possibly hurt me or maybe hurt my queen who I really love so much. I'm not sure what Achashverosh is all about here. Right, you're right. In other words, Achashverosh's words here and as his actions, although like I said, it might be you know uh, influenced by the, the drink that's in his system. Ah, that's um, an easy way out. These guys were drunk all their lives. Right, you know? so but you're right. You still need to to, to craft something, but but let, let, let's let's put the period on Haman for a second, and then we'll go to I think maybe speculate about Achashverosh. Haman, you know it, what what kicks in Sam in these narcissists is ultimately the I, the idea of I want to live, right? Uh, the idea of I need to survive, the survival instinct at this point, right? Um, Although for some narcissists, if survival means surviving in a state of humiliation, 
they would kind of choose to put a gun to their head. We've seen this in recent times. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, but Haman is not. Haman is, what do you, again, he's going to beg for his life, right? He's begging right. for his life. Now, which means you're right. He might say, I didn't know you were that you were this people. Um, which Esther knows. Esther knows that. Right. You know, yeah. And, and therefore, he's going to say, Look, I will be your, uh, I will try to do what I can to rescind this. Um, right. He's, he, what do you think he's saying? Right. Or what, do he, what does he want to say? Uh, he, he's not just going to be like Jackie Gleason in the honeymoon going, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Right. <laughs> right? He, he, right. He, he probably has some idea of what he wants. And probably what he's going to say is, it would seem, look, you're OK. You're definitely going to be safe. We'll do what we can. Uh, to right. Not, this. not all blacks are bad. I have two black friends. Yeah. And, OK. And we'll save Mordecai as well. And, and, and maybe what we'll do. Right. right. Like he, he, he wants to somehow create a way, because as we know, Esther's in the same pickle, even after Haman is dead, in terms of trying to, sure. to, to somehow balance the scales and allow the Jews to defend themselves. Haman could say, look. It's terrible what happened, but I can I can do what I, I I can do what's within my power to try to retract this, and we'll try to somehow uh, ameliorate this, right? I mean, he could have given the same order that ultimately Achashverosh Hash- gave. The order is all the Jews can defend themselves, and we'll send them um, um, what drones, right? <laughs> like like, like we're saying, like like the European Union is is sending the Ukrainians, right? right? Sure, right, sure, right, right. right. We'll, we'll allow them. Um, so we'll encourage them. Okay. Yes. There'll be encouragement to this. And Haman will say, you know, it'll be some sort of, you know, again, uh, it's maybe not completely articulated, but Haman has got some idea. That, I think that's part of the reason why the rabbis like, say... I Har- can just add the Harvona idea. Right. It's cementing in Ahasuerus' mind that this was not happenstance, that Haman has it in for people who are in my corner. Right. Such as Esther. Yeah, that, that's Harvona's point saying, oh, no, don't say he didn't know. He knew darn well, which is what Esther was implying. He's sold me out, me and my nation. So, Well, well, well what Harvona really emphasizes is that he's got this way of killing Mordecai, the one who was the one who actually saved you. Right. Asher Diber Tov Right. He's he's right. And, and that and, and that's where. You know his his faith is sealed, but you know again we talk about you know the desperation and w- what things. Now let's, let's talk about Achashverosh for a minute here. Like you, you say Achashverosh, you know, like like you say, it's hard to figure him out. Why is he mad? And and why does I don't he... mind him being mad. I mind him just leaving the situation. What's he right, doing? Right, right. Now again, it, but also his his anger that that that. Is he angry at himself? Is he angry because he didn't realize? Because we know that he has been told about this earlier, right? So what is he all of a sudden angry about? No, no, but he wasn't told that. Okay, so if you want to go into real heavy psychoanalysis, I don't know if you want to go there. Um, the, I mean, there's some uh, of the Midrashim that claim that the um, the um, impetus for getting rid of Vashti was Haman as well. But the names, I'm not really sure what happens there. But there's some kind of understanding that uh, Vashti was kind of um, uh, um, plucked away from Achashverosh. And then when he got undrunk, it really bothered him. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering whether, you know, he sees this as a deja vu. Not again. You know, again, they were going to get rid of my queen. 
you know, once is enough, I don't need this anymore. Okay. So maybe he's just angry because you felt, hey, the cars, look what's happening here. They got rid of one and they were, they actually are going to get rid of others, uh, of Esther, unless there's some special decree. My imagination is that in this kind of, shall we say, OCD, literal society, that they would have come after Esther also, right? All Jew, that's the Hashmigal Harag, they're literal, they don't care, even if they have to kill, if they find out, if the soldiers find out that they're Jewish, they would kill themselves, you know, they gotta get this done. So basically, she was in danger, so when he finds out about this, Achshverish has a problem, they're coming after Esther. Even if Haman didn't mind it, they're coming after her. And maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think if I was Nachashverish's shoes. So right now, I'm not really angry at Haman. I'm just angry at, wow, look what's happening over here. They're coming after me again. He is a narcissist as well, as you can tell from the fact that he had to, like, make a party for 975,000 days with, with, with marble and titsis. I don't know if they had flying right. around. Okay. Right? Well, so the uh, point is that he is angry, but not necessarily as Haman. He's just fuming at what's going on. And right. then when Harvanda ties the edges saying, no, no, this Haman, he's the one who's going after things that are dear to you, especially if you want to go with the Madrashim, that he also went after Vashti. He said, okay, it's not just fate that's after me. It's this guy here with the long nose. Let's get him. Yeah, well, you know, I, I do think we see from our discussion... And, then, and, and it's nice. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say, Sam, that Chema is a recurring theme. And chema comes from the Hebrew word cham, which is that heat that fills you. The right? blood, the hot blood, the hot yes, blood. The, the, the heat that, that, that permeates through your system, when, when, whether it's, in, sometimes you're right, it's embarrassment, it's anger, that is continuous. I mean, you even see it, of course, you know, even in the, uh, right? Um, uh, it's, if I would add, it's a re, in my old theme here, as Mr. Freud, it's a re-evoking of old sores. That's what Chaim is. It's the old stuff. Here we are all over again. Right. And, and, and you even, you know, like, like, like as you can see in the very beginning in Perak Aleph of the Megillah, in the first chapter, ma'od. Now, Ketzef, Ketzef is, of course, like, like, like a head of, like, uh, like we, in modern Hebrew, it's like the head of it's a beer, right? But frothing. Bubbling, right? It huh? bubbles yeah. forth, floating at the mouth, <laughs> right? And once again, the heat, it's like burning inside of him, right? Um, I would and, say throughout the whole Megillah, lack of impulse control runs through it all, right? And you can see the beginning of Perak Bay's Kishoch Hamas Hamelech right? As it sort of like subsides. This then, he think, then he remembered her. Before this man, he couldn't remember. It doesn't really say when he, his wine went out of him. It said when his anger got out of the That's way. That's right. So what I'm saying, we have Chema by Achashverosh, Chema by Haman, right? And, 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 and yet, worlds are, are, are moving and shaken because of Chema. And again, wouldn't you say that this is, again, without being a Balmusra, as a psychologist, right? How, how, how we can be in control, how Chema can control us so much right that 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 this that we 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 can probably trace biologically to like a a, a flight instinct you know right a fight, a fight, inst- a fight instinct a the fight, fight or fight. flight or the chemo. in this case it's fight right it's right. a fight instinct. but that is something that's so brutal and primal and and, and primitive right. but i'm and glad you said at- primal and primitive because it is there i think that basically society and civilization dresses it up 
right? Then you can remember, memory is a secondary process. The first thing is just rah, react. And then when that's not there, you can have secondary processes of memory and philosophy and religion and um, relationships. But we, underneath it all, we're raging bulls. Yeah, and, and once now it's interesting, big sons of Teresh were sort of like they have a cameo role, but a very important one. They also are Kotsaf, as you can see. Kotsaf, mm-hmm. big son of Teresh. We don't have any chema for them, but they their right. ketsef, their ketsef actually um generates a plot to kill this man, right? To assassinate. And assuming they, that, that, I mean, it's linguistically, it makes sense. I've never thought of it, why it's called Kotsov. I assumed it was just almost like a linguistic term for saying, like, Vayakanubo, uh, uh, that, that they, it's not really based on emotions. It's just that no, no. So they did the, something which one would call anger. But they, sure, the word says they were Right, angry. so similar again. Let's let's remember. I don't know what I don't know what bothered them, but maybe so, they also had. Some so the rabbis genius. have a beautiful, like 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 almost a a a um, a a a com- comedic explanation as to why it goes. You know, we call a screwball comedy in the old movie lingo. What was happening was like like a pre-code screwball comedy. Achashverosh and Esther were getting it on. And so intensely that they couldn't sleep, that they were always being called for various issues. Right? Oh, no, no, again with this woman, again, what's going on? Like, 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 like normally. He wants I, a I, bath. Now she wants a bath. That, now he like, wants some water. Now he wants some, who knows, salt. So Kotsav, big stuff there. That's what Chazal say, that they were, they, they were so frustrated with what, what, what's happening new. And this really. I, kept, I would say they probably were. Um, more like, um, shall we say, annoyed that they don't have a chance to enjoy life as much as this guy does. Right, which, which, which I think really gets into something else, which I wanted to, I was talking to you about it in a previous conversation once. Uh, and and I, I know we were we, we were discussing this, but maybe we can, you know, talk about, we talk about Achashverosh and sort of his you know, irrational sense here about Esther. Um, See, see, I really believe Esther represented for him something he did not have with Vashti. Um, you know, again, if you look at at, at his, and we, you know, again, we, we're used to romantic love. Uh, again, we, we're so jaundiced by this idea, but 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 we know that most marriages, in, in especially uh, among kings and queens, uh, even Shlomo Melech and all those wives he had were probably just a diplomatic uh, sure. expediency and necessity. And it like, as well. Right, as well. Right, we're sure. going to put we're going to put these countries together. Okay, right. It was very little was France based in Spain. Sure, no chance. Yes. yes. So Vashti. However, she comes to Achashverosh. It's not a love story, right? It's not a love story, right? Whatever her beauty is. That really just makes him feel better, but it isn't that right. But but with with Esther, I, Esther, I tell you, I'm not even sure she was beautiful. I think just once the king says it's beautiful, nobody dares say there ain't no clothes there. Yeah, of course, yeah, beautiful, sure, why not? You know, right? But 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 if you look at the verse, Vayehav Hamelach is Esther. He Anoshim. He remembered Vashti's beauty, but it wasn't that I loved her. This idea of of, of love, and again what the scriptures mean by love probably isn't necessarily what we understand post-Shakespeare and post-Hollywood what love means. But I do believe it's something greater than what he felt for Vashti. 
And especially if you take a look at the next part of the, the verse, Mikola Besulos. In other words, I've got a bunch of virgins waiting for me. And I've actually, unlike Vashti, that it was probably a youthful a union that somehow was the right thing to do militarily or, or, or diplomatically. Esther is the product after, you know, uh, uh, this whole, this, this sybaritic fantasy of, of having so many women service him nightly. And then he says, you know, I finally have some love now. Um, and I think that that is something that is, is very unique in that, in that time. Um, so, you know, you know, you tell me as a psychologist, when you hear people talk about how much they love and they feel so connected, what, what's really going on there in terms of, you know, his connection to her? Um, look, look, we see it in another way, Sam, where, where she violates Persian law. And of course, he, and again, without getting into the phallic undertones of extending the charvitas towards her right but we definitely see that there's something going on here which 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 is very different you know in terms of uh uh, and esther right right? that he definitely like bends the rules for her because she's something special she supersedes whatever whatever kind of you know structure they have built into this um conduct right but when you see this type of love um you know, is 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 again? You, you're a cynic about this type of stuff, right? <laughs> when someone says how much, just, you know, a, I, just a bit, just a bit, yeah. right, right, right. But yet, it it really motivates, I believe, a lot of uh, of what's going on here uh, with Achashverosh's, you know, feeling. Again, why we talked about why he lashes out on Haman, why he believes somehow that that Haman is 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 somehow you know wants to somehow rape his his wife right um you know or just get get whatever is dear to him that was my common denominator get after whatever you know is good for him right you know i I think one can even speculate sam that when when people can satisfy themselves psychologically with this sense of love i mean haman can't i mean haman clearly can't right because we see but is it possible that this could explain in your mind, why Achashverosh does something so weird, which is he basically plucks Haman wherever he was, whether he was the one who gave him the advice, and whether he's just Mamuchan in a different uh, mask or not. But the fact that he actually says that, that that he does something which you would never expect. Can you imagine Donald Trump doing this? Can you imagine Donald Trump taking Mike Pence and saying, okay, at this point, when Pence comes in, that's when we're going to sing Hail to the Chief, right? And everybody needs to stand up when he's there. Um, and not only that, they actually have to bow down uh, to him. Can you imagine Trump or, or, or Biden? I could hear Biden doing it for Kamala Harris. That, that I, can, I, I, can, <laughs> that I think uh, Biden is probably going to do it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> yeah. but can you well, imagine? It's going to happen whether he does it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. But look, but but this seems to be also a very strange thing that that you're I, saying that he was so head of her heels over her that all his other narcissistic needs were gone. He doesn't right. need anymore all the adulation. Give all the adulation to this Haman guy. Let him do. Let him get all the kavod, and that's it. Sure, because right. I'm busy with my newfound um, infatuation. Okay. Does that sound does that sound psychologically healthy or nor or, or, or normal um, to you? 
Well, it sounds healthy in the sense that narcissism is not healthy, whereas love is seen as a positive relationship. But it sounds a little bit reckless, frankly, especially in those days. You know, kingdoms were um, not as secure as you might think. You don't give all your powers to someone. And that's really why he gets paranoid with Haman. He feels he let him have too much of a reign. He basically is just taking over and shooting up, shooting all the ducks off of those that are supporting Achashverosh. It almost sounds like a rev- that he's planning to um, um, supersede him, to get rid of him, right? He's getting rid of all his loved ones, and he's going to get him, just like those big Sambaserosh people that Mordechai was trying to, um, to help him out with. Sure. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Let, let, one last little point here. We talk, I talked about the love that, that Esther engendered within Ahasuerus. Yeah, it, 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 but, but isn't it weird, Sam, that when Esther has really the essential question that she needs to ask him, right? Um, take a look at this verse in chapter eight. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, uh, Haman's dead. And um, but but there's something still needs to be done, right? There's still that that decree of destruction. Look what es- look what look what Esther does. Well, the truth is, there was no reason to get rid of Haman, frankly. Right, she right. Done, she could right. have just said, "Let's rescind this because I'm in trouble, and you certainly don't want me don't want me to get killed." Right. So, right. So, so I actually believe part of it has to do with with with, with Haman's survival instinct, and 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 he could have, after remember. After Ahasuerus is in a different state of mind, there is going to be some way that Haman can maybe could retain himself. Look, Jeff, like I, I, using Trump as a model, you know, you know, striking to me more than what she did even at the party. Look at this, Batosif Esther, Batidaber with Leah First, she starts speaking rationally with clear sentences, directives, and then. Then she, she, in her body, she actually falls in front of his feet. And she starts crying. And then and then she appeals to him. You know, Does this sound like, like, the, like what sort of relationship is this that she needs to go through all of that? Right. Dibor, Nefila, crying. She didn't even do that before. Right. She didn't do any of that. This was this is the well, well, well. So if you see the difference over here, she's not asking like save my skin because they're coming. They like the Gestapo is coming after me tomorrow because my identity card says Jewish. The first thing was getting Ahasuerus all angry about her. This plea is not about her. This plea is about the Jews in general. Now, you might say this is her way. Of course, you get rid of the, get rid of the, the decree against the Jews. But again, she didn't need a, a notice that she can defend herself. What happened in Shushan? Does it say that people came after Esther and then she had permission to ask her, her, her little handmaids with their bow and arrows to shoot <laughs> these guys? In other words, this is a different structure. So it sounds like whereas she can use her, their, um, shall we say, their high amorous relationship to say, look, Obviously, they can't get me. Got to do something about this. Here, she's pleading about the nation, which really has nothing. It's not in Ahasuerus' interest. Like, what's it to you? I mean, you're fine. You can do I mean, this. Right. You're, you're correct. She does say, how can I stand back and watch right. this happen? In other words, it's not a question about me. I'm okay. In other words, she felt secure in all this. The first one sounded like she said, he's going to get me, right? 
or he intended to get me. This one is just that I'm going to feel, you know, there's no way I'll be comfortable in our loving relationship knowing that while this is going on, my brothers and sisters are being massacred. Right, right, right. But Sam, the, the amount of drama that yeah. Esther employs here, what does that show about a relationship when that you need to go through all those stages. It shows that Sagataikta of Kaporas, that she really didn't feel that there is enough there to say, look, you want to do something with me? How about painting the whole palace green? Right? And he would have done it for her, maybe. Although she see, no, he wouldn't have done. If she would say, "What would you like? I'd like to have a chariot, a horse, and I'd like to have special oils imported from Saudi Arabia." That's mabakashaseh, right? But if she would say to him, "You know, do this, do that," to say, "Hey, you know, let's stick to personal matters here. I'll buy you new shoes. How's that? I'll get you a new chariot. I'll, you know, flay some people for you." But come on, okay, right, right, but but I, I guess I'm not making my point clear. And I guess my point really is... I understand. You're saying that this pleading and whatever does not fit a loving relationship. You right. don't need me. Sure. Right, right. And, and, and does that... It, it, the, again, again, without just saying that, that they're... I mean, Akash loves her. When, 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 Sam, if... This is inconsistent with a loving relationship. They have to plead and cry and ask for something. If you have a loving relationship, say, look, it's very meaningful to me. I cannot sleep soundly at night when I know this thing is happening, and you certainly don't want me to sleep unsoundly, do you? Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So that does not fit. So that tells you that you really can't have a genuine relationship with a narcissist. And I would say, people out there, you might want to write this down to yourself. Once you have a character disorder for your partner diagnosed, bug off. <laughs> you can't have a normal relationship, no matter how infatuated this narcissist may be with you. And even if he stays infatuated, the relationship is not real. The relationship is some kind of um, fictitious recreation of who knows what. It ain't real. So if you want to get anything done, you're going to have to plead and beg and cry and fall down on your feet and whatever. <laughs> right, which is, which is again, so really both of these fellows are really, you know... A, 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 oh, no, no, this is, a, this is a great, like they used to call this Axis 3. You know, this is a great character to sort of connection of everybody, including, as you implied in the beginning, like, what's with Mordechai? You have nothing better to do. Don't take a day off. What are, what are you agitating for? Sure. Right. Well, sure. again, there is, you know, and Mordecai, I, I would say, Sam, you know, of the four characters of this of this play, and, you know, it really shows you, because I think, you know, we, we know that you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to overdo a, a, a drama. You don't want to have too many important characters. Mordecai is clearly the one who grows, you know, he, he's sort of the least understood of everyone right he's he seems to be the um, you know in one way the hero but i think he's really in many ways the one that you don't see any sort of um development on on his part other than you know he he's thwarted a little bit um and again he he does have like like you know no he, he doesn't change there's no change in Mordecai. there's no shift in any plot either no sure right, right he does scream out in pain and he does put on the you know put the sackcloth on and 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 make a, a deal about this but he is clearly uh, you know the other three you know we see something happening um you know and and i think that there is a you know, a pathos in Haman. That, that 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 I think anybody you know who reads the story has to 
has to has to take into consideration. You know, I was talking with our mutual friend. I mean, uh, you, you, I basically, you get to feel sorry for him. And they're yes. very good like that. Narcissists are great at, you know, being tearjerkers. Sure. sure right, sure. right, right. You know, the, the idea of, of, you know, you know, I would say one of the ultimate narcissists, perhaps, Sam, and, and you'll, you'll pardon me for this connection, but, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the first struggle between human beings, the, the Bible tells us about, the Torah tells us about, of Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel. And, um, you know, the, um, the, the hatred that, that stirs within Cain uh, to kill Hevel, I always thought came from Hevel stealing his idea. In other words, Cain was the one who, Cain comes up with the idea of, mm-hmm. of right. sacrifice, and Hevel does it too. But Hevel does it better. And despite the words that God tells him, you know, you're good, you can, you can work on yourself, he ends up talking to Hevel and killing him, right? Um, and, and I think that, that, that in some ways, you look about Haman, right? Haman came up with an idea of what it means to, to have respect what would be the ultimate way you could show respect to someone? And, and Haman strokes his beard and conjures up this perfect image of, right? And then what happens afterwards is that falls out on him, right? Like, that's, like, look how frustrating that is, that when you were thinking for yourself, you actually, someone else has it, but you're the one who, and, and while you're doing it, it's you, it was your imagination, your faculty of, 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 of ego that now becomes ricochets back upon you. That is something which I think is, uh, you know, like you say, pathos or pathetic. And and, yeah, and we'll keep doing it. Don't worry. We haven't <laughs> learned the lesson. We don't learn the lesson. All right, Sam. Good talking to you before Purim. Have a framework of Purim, everybody. We hope this conversation in some ways gives you some psychological illumination of these characters. Enjoy the Megillah. Listen to the story and learn from it, I guess is what we're trying to say. Take everybody. Happy Purim to all. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.